0: This this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata.
1: We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, it is Thursday. How you feeling?
0: I'm a little sick. I took care of my fiance all last weekend, and she was sick, and then... I think on Tuesday, I was like, I'm not feeling great. You know, like, I feel a little bit something. Yesterday, the worst. Today, better. Uh, not COVID. I still have to take, man. My rapid test was still good. I was happy. And then I was like, oh, crap, no, I have to take this COVID test. And I think my own personal um, torture would be if somebody made me do the COVID test for more than – I mean, already it's terrible. What if somebody that's like was like – to get answers out of you because you knew something like Batman that he'd get all the answers. If he just had me just for like a full 45 seconds, try to swab that thing around in my nose. I'm not doing it. I'm done. I don't know how long I would make it <laughs> two minutes.
1: Um, you are preaching to the gospel. Our producer, Spencer says, what if somebody made you do a COVID test and you had to watch the Bengals offense from the Tennessee Titans game?
0: I've already watched on it like three times. I've watched it three times. I'm not worried about watching the Bengals' offense. I would much rather do that five more times than take another COVID test. Oh, no,
1: I no, no, don't say that. Do not say that. I'm not. You're not trying to jinx us right now. We do not want to see a repeat of that offense. And I'm I'm glad. You know. Hopefully, hopefully you get to feeling better. We'll move on. We'll move on because I officially. I always say we are recording this on a Thursday, but I always say the next week is that Wednesday. That's when you officially move on. Players are back to practice. You start to focus on.
0: My article uh, ends the week. You know.
1: <laughs> your article of, ends the week. They
0: come out Wednesday morning.
1: 100. That's it.
0: We read that and we're done. We're moving forward.
1: We move forward. You you had a couple days. Mondays are pretty miserable after a loss. Tuesdays there's an off day, not a whole lot of news going on. Wednesdays, Thursdays, you move on. The Bengals have been at practice the last two days. I want to get to the Joe Burrow update because I feel like we always need to give the Joe Burrow update. Look. Am I trying to find some optimism with this team right now when it comes to absolutely anything with this offense and Joe Burrow? Yes, I am. Joe Burrow not listed on the injury report. Joe Burrow's not listed on the injury report. You're going to be listed on it if you were getting treatment for an injury. Joe's didn't get treatment for the injury on Wednesday. Didn't get treatment for the injury on Thursday. Full participant, you really can't tell much because it's only open to the media for the first 15, 20, 30 minutes. Nothing really major happens, a lot of stretching, some drills, but nothing too crazy because NFL practices during the week, they're they're just they're not like training camp. Joe says he is optimistic with how his calf feels. Um, Pretty much the first time since after an NFL game. I feel like that's encouraging. You want to see more out of Joe, um, you know, physically, mentally, throws. And he had even said to the media, he doesn't think that the throws have anything to do with um, his calf injury or anything like that. But I felt a little optimistic hearing from Joe Burrow. What did you take from any updates this week when it comes to the quarterback? Absolutely nothing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: I am not optimistic about it. He's saying it's not affecting his throws. I have eyes. (laughs) He's an accurate dude. (laughs) Like he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league. What I'm watching now is not that like, I think they're kind of doing this as in like, you know, like this isn't an excuse, no excuses. We need to be Mm -hmm. better type thing. And that's fine. But I, I, I am able to see that he is not playing like he normally does. And I think it's more than just the pocket movement. I feel like we've done it every week. It was preseason, like week three, that they were like, oh, there's Joe Burrow throwing 50-yard passes. Must not be that hurt. I'm done taking all that. I'm, do- mm-hmm. I'm done being excited about the improvement. I'm glad he's healthier than he was the week before. I think that's what I can just say, is that mm-hmm. with no setback, he's healthier than he was the past two weeks. But I don't even know if he's going to be as healthy as he was in week two, and he wasn't fully healthy in week two. So where do we go? I mean, that, that's just – That's where I am on it. (laughs) I just, I don't know. It just, it just feels like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's just playing that bad, but I I just feel like I have eyeballs and I can see that the throws are not being made accurately. And it looks like a struggle for him to drive anything or push it down the field. I feel like that's mostly because of the calf. but at the end of the day, maybe it is just him in a real bad funk.
1: I hope we can take the clip that you just said for like 15 seconds and then see the old, a little bit of the old Joe Burrow on Sunday and just use that clip audio underneath it while Joe is myself. No,
0: it could happen. It could happen. But I'm just not going to take him saying, like, yeah, I feel great. And like, look at Joe Burrow throw the ball. It's like, yeah, sure. I've seen this the past four weeks. I have been sold that he is getting better every single week. And then I, I turn my television on, on Sunday, I get excited. And then I watch this team do unspeakable things on offense for probably about 20 minutes. Cause they can't hold onto the ball and they just go three and out and then <laughs> the defense is on the field. I'm not going to believe it till I see it. If I, if he's out there, and I think it's certainly possible he plays at a, the best we've seen him so far this year. But until I see that I'm going to just be a little bit like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, he's going to be that great this week because it could still be an injury thing. I'm not a doctor and I'm not dealing with him personally.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think we have to see the old Joe Burrow before we believe it. Um, But hopefully yeah, physically he is, he is feeling better. Um, You know, I, like I said, I feel like it's a little encouraging when he's not listed on the injury report anymore, even though he was a full participant um, for the last few weeks dealing with it, but hopefully it's, it's only getting better for Joe Burrow. Um, you know, he was asked and, I always kind of find this question a little silly when so not, not because the media asked that I'm not against. I love the media members, but when it's, is this a must win? I feel like every NFL player feels like every week is a must win game. The Bengals are in a situation where they would fall into that must win this football game to stay in it for your division, for the playoffs, for a positive outlook on the season. When you look at who's on the back half of the schedule after the buy. Yes. I would feel like this is a must-win. Joe Burrow, as soon as the reporter was getting that question out, he said yes. He didn't even think about it. He knew that this is intense. You need to get the win. You need to turn things around. And uh, what do you take by the the must-win talk?
0: I think the Bengals, at least at this point, know that these games have become more important, that they've used up some of the – Grace period that they can have to lose games. um I basically take it as every NFL player is going to say a game's a must-win game every single week, and until they're out of the playoffs. And then even then, they're extreme competitors, and they'll probably convince themselves that yeah, we can't make the playoffs, but you know we're going to. St- I still want to beat the Browns, or like I still want to beat the Steelers, or I want to beat even. If it was the Cardinals, I want to go beat the Cardinals. Like maybe they know somebody on that team. like, I don't want that guy making fun of me. It's the same. Look, when I play video games with my friend, you know, like there's no, there's no stakes, but if I lose, I'm going to hear about it. So, (laughs) you know, I got (laughs) to win. Yeah. I just, they're going to say every game's a must win game, but how quick the answer came and. I think he knows more than just like the standard it's a must win game that there is more importance, even though this is an out of conference game, there's more importance on this game than there typically is because of how far back they could fall in the division and the playoffs in general.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. And looking ahead to this game, you're facing the Arizona Cardinals. which I think a lot of people would be surprised with how the Arizona Cardinals are playing. I know a lot of you could compare the they have the same record, but they beat a really good Dallas Cowboys team. Early on, they were in it with the 49ers, and they're scrappy and tough, and they can run the ball, and they have a mobile quarterback who's doing a pretty good job filling in for Kyler Murray. When you think about some of the backup players who might have to step up for the Cincinnati Bengals team, I know Cam Taylor-Britt was back at practice today on a limited basis, but he's still in concussion protocol. So that doesn't guarantee that Cam is going to be ready on Sunday. If he isn't, they'll probably turn to DJ Turner in the secondary room, and then T. Higgins could be out meaning Yoshi could be up for his um, career game in uh, Arizona. And you look at that wide receiver room, and it feels like they haven't been able to air it out and get it to the wide receivers. They can't run the ball. Nothing's really working with this offense. We'll start with the offense right now. What do you think about this matchup offensively without T. Higgins against this uh, Cardinals defense?
0: Assuming T. Higgins is out, I mean, I don't feel good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They haven't been good with him, and I don't think that – I don't think you – there's no way you could sell me that this offense is suddenly better with either Trent Irwin or, or Andre Yoshivas. Now maybe Joe Burrow's better. Maybe the play calls are better, but I don't think in general that on paper I'm going to feel like, you know, there's just some things that Trent Irwin does better than T. Higgins. I, I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think, or, or Yoshivas, because I, I, I know you mentioned Yoshivas, but like, who do you expect to play more snaps with Tim and Irwin? Cause I think it's Irwin
1: for oh, me. Trent Irwin.
0: Yeah, like there could there'd be an increased role. I think Yossi will see the field,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I think when they get into um, crunch time and like, okay, you know, like we played him a few snaps, but we actually need to move the ball now. They're going to put Irwin in there because they trust him more and Burrow trusts him a lot. And he showed he could be trusted on the outside in the regular season last year. He earned in that spot. So I, yeah. uh, I'm hoping Higgins plays because even if he's not fully healthy – There is, I feel like the defense will respect it more, and that might give you more room to work Tyler Boyd, more room to work Jamar Chase, uh, just the pool that he has on the defense. I don't think this, this hopefully doesn't get clipped. I'm not overly nervous about the Cardinals defense. I think, if the Bengals lose this game, they could certainly look bad on offense, but I think it would be more related to they just can't figure anything out right now. Um, but this is – I don't want to say that. <laughs>
1: I know. It's tricky. Yeah, because but you do,
0: look at who they've played, you know, the Browns and the Titans. They have a good like really good Defensive lines, too. Aaron Donald with the Rams. The Ravens, they've got a good defense. So I look at all those and those are great defenses or at least good defensive lines. I don't feel that way about this Cardinals team, especially, um, I believe, yeah, they lost Zach Allen. So they have like Dennis Gardick and some guys like that. But we were talking about this Cardinals defense like it was one of the worst in the league, you know? <laughs> at least on paper, going into the season. So I was going to look up real quick because I watched the offense. I did not watch their defense um, right Now it looks like in general they are the 10th best team by total team DVOA, which takes into account your opponent and um how you're doing with advanced stats, everything like that. But the defense is ranked okay. I have to scroll a bit. Oh my goodness. Okay, they are the 30th defense by DVOA. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not overly concerned about it. Like this is gonna be the first time I think they face a relatively easy defense because if I'm trying to find the next closest,
1: do you? Bengals- think- Sorry, no, you're fine. Well- so, so overall, when you think of this matchup and, and I agree with you, maybe T Higgins gives it a, gives it a go. He was on the rehab field today. Um, maybe he's limited to tomorrow or he doesn't practice and he still goes. I could see that being a possibility because this is a must win game for this team. And I think everybody in the locker room knows it. you can listen to Jamar chase in the post game or in his uh, press conference and not press conference, but in the locker room today. And just other players in there, knowing what this means, the adversity that they've faced all season long, Jamar chase hasn't, Seen the end zone yet, which is absolutely wild out of four games. This is huge for this offense to finally get the ball rolling. Do you think this is a game where Zach Taylor says, You know what? We're going to run the ball.
0: Maybe. I think that that's what I would do <laughs> if it's any consolation. I just, I don't know. Like, I just haven't. It feels like they, not that the play calls, when you look at them in a minute way, like, the play calls specifically, like they're not calling specific plays that are exactly like how Joe Burrow normally plays. But it feels to me, and I could be wrong, but it feels a little bit to me like this team is calling run pass based off of who Joe Burrow is uh it's just it's a lot of passes right now i I don't think they trust a guy behind joe mixon and Mm -hmm. how many carries can you give joe mixon because you're going to get what 60 plays on offense i don't see mixon getting over 20 carries so and that's high that's that's more than he's had in any game this year so who gets more carries if you're going to try to get to a 50-50 split? Can you find 10 carries between the other backs? No. You might be saying, yeah, in in, in the car or whatever you're listening, but would it shock you to know, if well, if you listened to the last episode, when, that the other running backs have combined for seven carries on the year? Because like, yeah. that's what we're dealing with. Like We need to find somebody that can take seven or combine all of them to take seven carries in a game. And even then you still might not hit a 50-50 split, but at least it's close. So I think there's a few reasons that I think they're going to lean more pass heavy than we expect. I do hope it is more run heavy than it has been the past few weeks though.
1: I think Zach Taylor, this is when he, it's week five. It's, it's a Zach Taylor special. That's when he usually changes it up a little bit with the offense. And I know we're dealing with a totally different situation than we were this time last year, but It's time. It's time. They're not going to put a whole new offense in. I know a lot of Bengals fans want them to do that. They're not going to do that, but they're probably going to change a few things up because they have to be better. You can't have a game where you're only putting up three points two times this year. That is not good. Uh, So we'll see on the offensive side what that looks like if T. Higgins doesn't go. A flip to the defensive side. As I mentioned before, Cam Taylor Bray was limited today. He's still in concussion protocol to be determined if he plays on Sunday. If he doesn't, DJ Turner is going to get the call. How do you feel about DJ Turner at corner?
0: Good, I think in his limited snaps he's looked solid. So I'm into him getting some more snaps in this game. Um, would love if Cam taylor Brick can play. Want him to be healthy. If he can't go, this is one of the few spots on this team that I think that their contingency plan is very good. Like I, I think DJ Turner is a great fourth corner, uh, and I would trust him if he was out there.
1: Uh, Brett Nolan. I'm, I'm probably butchering his last name, but he's somebody who I like Coleman. to talk with. Coleman, Coleman, sorry, Brett. A friend of the show um, But I usually just chat with him before the season And talk a little football Because he does great breakdowns on YouTube There was a rumor right before the first round of the draft That the Bengals were going to get DJ Turner In the first round So I DM'd him, I said, what do you think about DJ Turner? Would he be a good fit in Cincinnati? He's like, I absolutely love that for the Bengals defense I love DJ Turner If they end up getting DJ Turner, that's a great move for them Little did we know they were going to get DJ Turner In the second round So felt like that was a good move for them And I agree with you It almost kind of gives me the um the Kansas City Chiefs vibes of what their secondary look like those young rookie secondary players yeah, that had to step yeah, up and play yeah. that if DJ Turner is out there he says hey look I can step up if I need to if Cam Taylor Britt can't go and Cam Taylor Britt has been what would you say how ha- Cam D- Taylor Britt's season vibe has gone so far adequate okay
0: I don't think it's terrible but there was the hype in preseason. It's like, ooh, he's giving Jamar Chase a tough time. <laughs> well, that hasn't happened. <laughs> but uh, I don't think it's been terrible. Like, it's fine. I, I comped him to Trey Waynes coming out. Um, and it. I know some Fangos fans only see red when they hear that name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was actually a, a solid corner in Minnesota. And that is kind of what I feel like Cam Taylor Britt will be because there's limitations with him right now. Um, I think he's stiff and I don't think he has the best ball skills, but I think he's a great run defender. And I think he's physical. And other than the issues, you know, like when he is, he's a good straight line athlete. I think he's smart. So there's a lot to like. It's just he's kind of limited on being like that dude at corner. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he does become that dude at corner. But DJ Turner, I feel like, is actually high potential. It was hard to find a comparison for him though, because he's an outside-only corner, but he's small, but extremely fast. And mm-hmm. It's funny. One of the one of the main comparisons you could probably make would be Jonathan Joseph, because wow. Joseph was small. Joseph was a superb athlete. And he was an outside only guy. Like some people saw the size of Turner and they thought like, oh, that guy's a slot because I think he's five eleven, under six feet, like six feet's the bar for some people, but I don't think so at all. And the Bengals since day one have said like, this guy's an outside corner. Like he could play the slot if we need him to, but we drafted him to play on the outside, which is the more premium position. It's harder to find those guys. So So I'm into it. I'm into seeing more DJ Turner. I thought he was good last week.
1: Yeah, so to be determined, like I said before, we'll see if uh, Cam Taylor-Britt can get out a concussion protocol. Obviously, optimistic news with him being limited. When you think about this Cardinals offense, credit to Josh Dobbs. Um, just been really impressed yeah. with what he's been able to do. I'll be completely honest with you. When they ended up getting him from the Cleveland – he was in Cleveland before, right? Sure was. Was with Cleveland and he's, just said he's, he's, he's was, been
0: everything. He was, yeah, he was drafted by the Steelers, cut for Mason Rudolph, which – Back on that. (laughs) Uh, uh, And then went to the Browns, was on their practice squad, got cut from there, signed by the Titans. He actually played in the Titans' last regular season game, that close one that they lost to Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. Cut again, signed back to the Browns' practice squad because he was familiar there, I think. And then the Cardinals traded for him. And I didn't realize this, I think mainly because the – cardinals offensive coordinator was the browns quarterback coach last year so there's some familiarity between those two and i think that's also why it's been a bit of a seamless fit yes I, he also he had a nasa internship he's a rocket scientist i call him the astronaut.
1: you know what I bet you $10, we will hear about that on the broadcast on Sunday. Yeah. He had the internship. You know, it's going to come. Um, but he, no-
0: he has a good shot being the next Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like he's even got the stat that everybody's going to, or the fact that everybody's going to bring up. Like if he could be that guy that's just, you know, gets a few journeyman jobs, you know, everybody's going to go, you know, he has a NASA intern. He could be a rocket scientist the same way they always went. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard.
1: I mean, backup quarterback is a great, well, he's not even a backup quarterback right now, but he was a backup quarterback and that is the best job you can get in the NFL. Now he's a starter. So I'll say I was impressed with what they have been able to get out of Josh well, Kyler Murray mm-hmm. uh, to be determined when he returns this season. I thought for sure, Arizona, They're not technically tanking, but I thought they're throwing this season away. They're trying to get one of the rookie quarterbacks in next year's draft class. And surprisingly, he has looked okay. I know they only have one win. So do the Cincinnati Bengals. But they've also been able to run the ball. And the Bengals defense can't stop the run. So what do you think about that matchup? That's where I get a little nervous. That's why I want Cincinnati to control it on offense and, and to be able to run the ball. And you keep that offense on the sideline.
0: That is the biggest matchup to me
1: right?
0: Like the Cardinals have a top five run offense. I think I would say so. Uh, If it's not five, it's six, because they are six in some stats. Like who cares about the definition here? They are basically a top five run offense. And it's a very good run offense. And it's led to them, they are currently in DVOA, which I referenced for their defense being 30th. They're the sixth best offense in DVOA. That's That's incredible. Yeah. It's a really good offense. Like it's well constructed. I like it. I understand it. Um, the offensive line has its issues, but it feels like they do a good job protecting them. It's and this is scary. Feels a little bit brownsy. Like that's how it feels. Like you know the quarterback. You know he doesn't have too much to do. It kind of feels like the Browns last year with Brissett, except Dobbs can move better. He's a little less accurate, mm-hmm. so you get some of that. And Brissett's, you know, he's been around a while. So I think Brissett. I think you could trust to process the field a tiny bit better. But I think that it's kind of Browns offense-ish because they do so much run game stuff. They do everything in the run game. They go under center. They do it from the shotgun. They do whatever they want. They do quarterback run stuff. They do all the Ravens run stuff, basically. Not some of the motion stuff, but some of the same concepts. They do those. And it's a really good run offense. And James Conner is still a really good back
1: you know, mm-hmm.
0: he's, he's good for the Steelers and he's been good for the Cardinals. I think people kind of forgot about him because he went to the Cardinals and nobody's really paid attention to them. So when I put their film on it, I mean, they were doing a good job against San Francisco for the most part. And they did a really good job against Dallas. And I think both those defenses are incredible. Those are t- two of the best defenses in the league. So I don't want to take the Cardinals offense lightly. I think if the Bengals are going to win this game, I think this is a close, in my mind, this is a, this is a close game, especially because it's in Arizona. I think the Bengals can't allow the Cardinals to, I'm not going to say take an early lead, because I think no matter what, unless you're down four scores or something, you're going to run your offense and play normal in the first half. But you can't be down two scores in the second half and let them just run no. because they do a lot of play action stuff that's good they actually bring back this is a nerdy thing but just for the people who do care they have brought back waggle protection which is an old school thing that and i didn't go to school that that long ago like 10 years ago so i played high school football but we ran that in high school i got excited because what it is is waggle protection is it's a play action play and then you roll the quarterback out and you pull the guard with the quarterback and I was the guard that used to pull in front of the quarterback. And whew, those were, uh yeah, because I was the most athletic offensive lineman because I was only 180 pounds on the offensive line. I, I It was, it was a tough life, but um yeah, it was kind of cool to see that. I was like, Oh man, they're just doing everything. They were bringing back. Cause in the NFL, I don't think waggle has been popular since maybe the nineties eighties. Like people got away from it because I think defenses keyed those guards so much. They're like, well, that just takes you right to the quarterback. But for whatever reason, I think it's also because they have run plays where the guards go away from the running back. So I think they just they brought it back and it's working for them. I mean, their their offense is fun. I think whoever if you if you are just like a film junkie in any way, just go watch the Cardinals offense because it's fun.
1: Uh, I hope it isn't fun on Sunday, but we will get to our prediction later. I want to get to a few of the social media questions. Thank you so much for sending those over reminder. You can follow Mike Bengals underscore sand. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. This has been the question, honestly, for a while. Will Zach Taylor give up his play calling?
0: No, I don't Mm -hmm. think he will. Not unless they force him. And he was in a similar spot last year and he didn't give it up. He stuck with it and it worked out. I I I think a lot of people don't like that he calls the plays. In in general, I think he's at least fine. I thought last year he was pretty good at calling plays, especially that that stretch where Jamar Chase was out. I thought he was a really good play caller. So it's there, even if you don't like it this year. I think it's reaching a little bit to say he's one of the worst play callers in the league, personal opinion, though.
1: Yeah, and everybody, when your team is losing, your offense can't get anything going, and you have a quarterback with a calf injury, you're not going to like your play caller, and the play caller is connected to the head coach, and look, I will say one thing about Zach Taylor, he is an amazing head coach, Um, just listening to Jamar Chase today, when uh, Zach called him into his office on Monday, thought he was in trouble for what he said after the Titans game, and Zach's like, no, it was a great interview, you showed so much leadership, and Jamar was like, shoot, wiping that sweat off my face. I'm, I'm glad coach had my back on that. Um, but overall, I, I I, hope Zach can get it together. And the thing is, I know a lot of people, they're calling for Zach Taylor's job. They're calling for him to give up the play calling.
0: If has- Marvin Lewis got 25 years for making the wild card game, sometimes they're not firing Zach Taylor two years after a Super Bowl.
1: Well, there's a couple things here why, why they're not going to do that. I know. I think that's just
0: the general one that I I think you guys guys kind of drop it.
1: (laughs) One hundred percent. But there's there's a couple things here. Look, Zach Taylor does have to be better. You have to protect your quarterback. I agree. He, He isn't fully healthy right now. You have to protect your quarterback. He isn't doing a good enough job. He's not doing a good job right now. And. I know that gives you limitations because you have this offense planned all training camp and your quarterback isn't out there. And then you have to start the season and it's a whole different offense that you're throwing out there that you just spent your whole training camp trying to get. And now it just feels like they're taking all these steps back with their offense. And you have, you can't, like I said before, you can't just throw out a brand new offense out there. He's not running the ball. He probably should start running the ball more, but yeah, he has, to, he has to be a better head coach or be a better play caller.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I don't like the play calls so far like especially the last 2 weeks, especially last week mainly. Um yeah, 2 weeks ago whatever, that was Burrow's lowest point. Uh mm-hmm. last week didn't didn't really like the play calling. Had issues in general, but um yeah, I think I think some people take it too far though, and I do think in general he is I would think he's a pretty good play caller. I don't think he's with like Mike McDaniel or something or Kyle Shanahan, but I think he's a pretty good play caller.
1: And Joe Burrow really likes Zach Taylor, so as long as your quarterback is 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 has that connection and 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 speaks the way he does, even Joe does it after some of these losses, that means your head, your head coach is going to be here, and I'm fine with that. You just got to do a better job, Zach. And I hope you do. So people will stop calling for your job. Uh, put the percentage on Joe Burrow coaching O-line and player performance.
0: Oh God. I think it's mostly Burrow. Like mm-hmm. what it comes down to it's just the quarterback isn't himself. Um, so I, I don't know if I'm gonna do a percentage, you but really I'll don't. rank, I'll rank them just because I feel like percentage is just weird. Like, yeah burrow is probably mostly burrow but then how much percent is that i don't know so i'll go burrow is is one i think player performance is two but that also leads into the offensive line like those are just intertwined to me um yeah in my mind players are more important than the coaching especially at the nfl level it's just you know like I don't think they're in spots that are impossible. I think if Burrow was healthy this team would be fine. But Burrow's not healthy, that's why he's my number 1. I
1: I, I just about
0: the other ones, well, I don't know. Do you have uh, any real thoughts on this?
1: I will say then, do you have any real thoughts on this? I will say with Joe it's, Burrow. I think he proved, I think he proved to a lot of people that it isn't because of his wide receivers why he's been a top quarterback. This team functions on Joe Burrow's play. Joe Burrow hasn't been able to be mobile. He's been pretty much a statue, and he hasn't been—he hasn't been on. He's an accurate quarterback. He's not this year, and he, he needs to be better too when he's out there. I know he's dealing with a calf injury, but I would say right now this team functions when Joe Burrow functions, and he isn't functioning to the old Joe Burrow right now. So I'd put Joe one, and 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 I would put a big percentage of his, it's it's his calf, but he's still doing things that you would think wouldn't be calf related, and they just have been they haven't they've been off. So we'll say that, and then I guess you can just connect it to. I agree with you when it comes to player performance. Lou isn't out there on the defensive side, missing twelve tackles. That's a defensive problem. And Mike Hilton's been down this year, which has been really disappointing. And there are a lot of guys who you would think could step up, at least get pressure onto the quarterback. And you, I know a lot of people want to point to the secondary; they want to look at guys like Nick Scott. But just overall on the defensive side, you got to do better. And offensive line. My bigger
0: issue has been the front. The yeah. defensive front's been a bigger disappointment than the secondary for me. And that obviously shows because they're a terrible run defense and they're an adequate pass defense.
1: Yep. Yep. And there there's there's a lot of money going to your defensive line and a lot of sure guys that is. need to step up. So it's been yeah, it's been disappointing. But I would agree with you. Um, look, we've already said it. Zach needs to do better when it comes to play calling. Lou, hopefully this is a revenge game for him. Uh, you know, Arizona didn't take you as their head coach. Your defense is prepared to hopefully stop a, a pretty talented offense in the Cardinals. So we'll see what that looks like. But, yeah, I would I would agree with you. I would just say Joe Burrow is one right now. And it's just unfortunate because when Joe is out there being Joe from 2021, Joe from 2022, uh, th- this team is, is fun to watch and unstoppable. And they just can't really get it going. And hopefully we watch them on Sunday and it's a big bounce back game for this offense. And they can look a little normal to what we saw the past two years. One more Twitter question before we give some predictions. What is more likely Joe to return to normal or more struggles in
0: 2023? Uh I mean eventually I think he'll return to normal. Yeah.
1: This, <laughs> like this week? Like
0: this this season? season. Yeah this season I think he'll return to normal at some point. It's gonna be prolonged though because he keeps playing through the injury. So maybe after the bye week, it'll feel normal. I think that's what the team's hoping for. They'll just kind of try to piece together these next two weeks, get the bye week, and then hopefully it's normal after that.
1: Yeah, I agree. As long as Joe doesn't have any more setbacks, and, and when he said he's, he was the most optimistic he has been after a game, after the Titans game, obviously not the outcome, but just how he's feeling with his health in the calf and no treatment this week, um, that's encouraging. As long as there's no setbacks, I truly believe – we will see the normal Joe Burrow in 2023. Um, This bye week, I remember looking at the schedule when it came out and said, man, that bye week is a little early for me. I would have liked it kind of maybe a couple more games back, and right now it feels like it could be falling at the perfect time if they're able Mm -hmm. to at least take one of the next two games, and then you get that extra week for Joe to get healthy before it gets into the tough stretch of the NFL season, even though they are one in three right now. And I'm saying tough because this is unfortunately how the start of the season went for them. You would have thought they would, they would have been able to at least get two or two or three, but unfortunately that's where they're at right now. Yeah. Not great. Right. Not great. Not great. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, give predictions on what's going to happen. What do you think?
0: You go first. I went first. Oh my
1: goodness. I've been debating this one. I've been mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah. The only time I picked the Bengals to lose this season, they won the game.
0: Same. We're both 0-4. And
1: and no game is easy because I I thought they could go into the Tennessee Titans game and make it work. That first drive, I thought they could make it work. The Ravens game, I was up in the air. The Browns, it's just what it is with the Browns. They have their number right now. It's just a bad mismatch for them, and unfortunately, Joe wasn't healthy. The rain, too. big rain. The rain. They are playing this one on the road. I hate being like this. Not that the energy and everything felt different at practice this week because none of it matters until you see them on, on the field. But I feel like the intensity is there. I think a lot of people realize how extremely important this week is for them. And then you back up a little bit. It's no longer can you win the AFC North? Will you make the playoffs? It is what can you do one week at a time with this team? And they have a lot to figure out because unfortunately it's on both sides of the ball right now. And that's what's a little terrifying for the high expectations we had going in the season. We can say all we want about Joe Burrow's calf. Maybe T. Higgins plays, maybe he doesn't. Defensively, they've been disappointing. I'm going to say right now, I don't know if the offense gets it figured out. I think it's going to be a close game. I do think it's going to be the under 44 and a half. And I'm just going to say...
0: Bengals twenty cards seventeen. Okay. Uh yeah, I've gone back and forth a lot too. It's just on paper the Bengals should win this game. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of other factors that go into it. Not, you know, solely they're on the road on a long road trip to Arizona. Also, the quarterbacks hurt. Also, you know, the, their second-best wide receiver, maybe third, fourth-best player overall is hurt. So they have some issues going into this game. And Josh Dobbs has played better than expected. This Cardinals offense has been much better than expected. I, I would stay away from the over-under because I actually think this could be the week the Bengals offense wakes up a little bit. And part of the reason is, yes, they've looked terrible – but I feel like they've faced a lot of good defenses. Um, I was actually wrong. I said the 12th best was the uh, lowest they faced was 24th. So this is still the worst by DVOA defense that they will face. Um, And that 24th was the Rams, which was probably one of the only situations that sometimes they moved the ball, but that was Joe Burrow at his worst. I think they'll move the ball. I think this offense will look okay. I don't think it'll look great, but I think it'll look okay. Like I could see them scoring 24, something like that.
1: That's where we're at right uh, now. Can the Bengals yeah, score 24? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I'm not saying they're about to go 35 or something. I'm saying I think we could see 24, maybe even 27. I uh, I know. It feels so tough. Oh and four. Uh still have to think about that. Um in my heart, I agree with you. I think the Bengals win my head feels cloudy because this does feel like the perfect storm for even if the Bengals offense looks better, they still end up losing because the Cardinals, despite what you might think on paper, it's a very good run offense. And this Bengals defense has been very bad defending the run, but I'll go with my heart Ah, 27, 24 Bengals. Uh, I thought about going the other way. And I was like, hey, one of us will be 1-5 <laughs> or 1-4. I'm going to go Bengals. I just uh, – I don't feel good about it. Like, At no point – man, I circled this as probably the easiest win on the schedule going into the year, and it is does not feel that way right now. If mm-hmm. this team is going to stay alive in the playoffs, they have to win this game. And I don't think that means that they'll win it, but it just – oof. They lose this one, then they have to play Seattle. I know it's at home, but that's probably a better team. I saw them sack Daniel Jones eleven times.
1: I would say a better team. I mean, obviously, the we know the offensive line that the Giants have. I'm not saying the Bengals have a all pro offensive line because they're still seeing struggles on it, but I would say, I would almost say I feel more confident next week at home than I do in this Arizona Cardinals game. I'm picking them. I agree. It's more of what I'm going with in my heart, but I just feel like Lou. I feel like this is a big game for him. They kind of did him dirty in Arizona. And, it's a Lou know,
0: revenge game.
1: It's a little revenge game.
0: Although I will and, say, Jonathan Gannon probably also looks better than people. Everybody was clowning that higher. And he's this team looks competitive, which I don't think every coach would have done.
1: Yeah. No, I agree with you. He's done a really good job there. Um, but, yeah, I man, season has to get back on. It doesn't feel like it is right now there's a lot of holes. You want Joe Burrow to be better. You want the offense to be better. Play calling to be better. There's a lot they have to figure out in Arizona and maybe they figure it out in the desert, but that's where I'm at. We're picking a dub.
0: We sure are. So hopefully that our luck turns around as our fourth (laughs) time picking the dub.
1: (laughs) I used to pick them in every single week. I was doing great. I had a great record. I had a great record. They only had four losses. Except for the AFC Championship game. So I was feeling that one. Uh, But this year it's been a little up and down. It would just be so refreshing if they could figure the offense out. It could be uh, – I don't know. What do you you think? how
0: How glad are you that we are not currently doing the all Bengals season predictions and having 0 and 4 next to our names when we go do that? And then you'll get replies that are like, these idiots.
1: Yeah, what do they know? What are they they predicting? Yeah. No, I'm great. I'm great. We don't I'm grateful we don't have to do that. But yeah, I mean, again, you can win ugly in the NFL. It doesn't matter. It all counts the same at the end. But man, it would just be so refreshing to see this offense finally get it going because it was it was the expectations. There were plenty of people that picked this team to win a Super Bowl, you included.
0: That's right. I also picked Josh Allen MVP. That one's looking better. Your Joe Burrow MVP stocks might be already dead.
1: Bills are bills are looking really good after that week one game they are looking like the the best team in the AFC and, and the Dolphins aren't too far behind them uh, but the Bills have their number right now but yeah that's where we're at right now we're both picking the Bengals you have a really great piece on all Bengals I know we talked about it earlier in the week uh, go ahead and share if anybody missed that
0: yep just uh, going under the hood on this offense and what they could do what I think they could do to try to fix it a little bit uh, that's about it just check that out all Bengals Check me out, Bengals underscore Sands. Check out Lindsay at L M D S Patterson.
1: And that's it. That's a wrap on our podcast. We'll be back after the game, a later one because they are playing on West Coast time. Thank you as always for listening to. It's always game day in Cincinnati.